the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. TC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. A new government in Israel sending Benjamin Netanyahu into the opposition following a record 12 years in office. Sunday's transition sees Naftali Bennett taking over as the prime minister. On Capitol Hill, some good news for lawmakers who have been fully vaccinated. The new guidance means that most House members will no longer need to wear masks while in the House chamber when they return to Washington Monday, weeks after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention first announced that fully vaccinated people can forego facial coverings in most settings. Friday's new guidance from the Capitol physician is a shift from the stance adopted immediately after the CDC announcement last month. The Friday memo stated that the mask requirement was being modified, quote, in response to the considerable rate of vaccination participation and diminishing daily evidence of disease transmission in our community. Bernie Bennett in Washington. And this is SRN News. Dennis Prager will always add wisdom to the conversation. If you conducted your own life, and if if the society conducted its life, always asking what are the consequences or what is the price, we would not be in the existential condition in which we find ourselves today in America. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio your forecast for today it's going to be a hot one with a high of 95 moving in the clear and a low of 64 for tonight tomorrow sunny and a high of 88 moving in the clear again with a low of 62 father's day is coming fast and wouldn't it be a treat if you want a thousand dollars for pops he could use it for some auto parts tools he needs put it towards his favorite hobby or maybe even a family camping trip you can register once a day and it only takes a moment to sign up so visit the freedom fan club page today this is am 1280 the patriot Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
And give us a follow and a like if you haven't done so already. And I am live streaming the broadcast. I think I failed to mention that earlier. Yes, I am live streaming the broadcast on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And you have an opportunity to comment or send a question on that uh, particular comment thread as well. And our good friend Wild Wilson, uh, always a loyal listener, checking in, saying hello. He was uh, listening uh, earlier. Uh, Looks like he's maybe dropped off. Who's to say? But uh, we always appreciate anybody who stops on by, leave a question or comment. And uh, we'll be glad to address it here on the air. Uh, so Kamala Harris had a bad week last week. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Got a couple of uh, couple of sound clips that uh, we want to play here. Uh, just to kind of set this up, Kamala Harris was going to go down to Latin America, specifically Guatemala, to uh, address uh, the immigration issue. I don't know if they've called it a crisis yet. They've been denying it's been a crisis since they took office but not so coincidentally around the time that Biden and Harris administration was sworn in uh, floods of uh, illegal aliens have been coming across the border or attempting to cross our Southern border. And it's just, uh, and this was of course, after uh, Joe Biden vowed not one more inch of border wall would be built once he became president. And of course, Biden as well as the other Democrat candidates during one of the uh, presidential debates uh, during the campaign, obviously, all raised their hand, said they would uh, definitely allow illegal aliens to have access to free health care if they came across the border. And I think it was Julian Castro uh, and John Gabriel was talking about this with me last week. I think it was Julian Castro who indicated that he'd go a step further and would provide abortion services to pregnant trans men who are coming across the border, which is a real specific niche group. You, you got to, uh, that's really boiling it down there, I got to tell you. But uh, we do have a, a couple of audio clips of Jacob, and we have that ready. First of all, let's start with, let's go with cut number two, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris talking with NBC News's Lester Holt down in Guatemala this past week. It's about one minute long. Just quickly put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border I, at some point you know it, we are going to the border we've been to the border so you, this whole this whole this whole thing about the border we've been to the border we've been to the border you haven't been to the border I, and i haven't been to europe and i, and I don't and i don't understand the point that you're making i'm not discounting the importance of the border well i, I mentioned it because I, you've been, I, I know republicans have certainly come at you on this but democratic congressman Cuellar, as a border district has said to the, you and the president, come. You need, I to, care you need about, to see this. Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. I'm in Guatemala because my focus is dealing with the root causes of migration. There may be uh, some who think that that is not important, but it is my firm belief that if we care about what's happening at the border, we better care about the root causes and address them. Uh, that's all fine and good. I have no problem with addressing the root causes, specifically rampant poverty and destruction down in uh, Guatemala. I mean, they got hit by some very severe weather there uh, recently, not in the, in the not too recent past anyways, and obviously homes and businesses were destroyed, and it was really hard to, to make a living down there. So I, I don't have an issue with the root causes, but I think another one of the root causes is, oh, I don't know, the uh, border policies of the Biden-Harris administration? I mean, again, we talked extensively with John Gabriel on this very subject last week. 
President Trump, for all his bluster, and it's like we're going to build the huge wall, make Mexico pay for it. Remember, that was his 2016 campaign in a nutshell, didn't give specifics. Well, he actually had some very solid border policies. And specifically, it was protecting young children in Mexico from nefarious elements, specifically members of the cartel or coyotes who would use the kids to try to sneak across the border. And the Mexican president lauded the Trump administration and said that the the crisis was under control while the wall was being built. And yet you have the Biden-Harris administration coming in and saying not one more inch of border wall will be built. And, you know, Biden himself said during the presidential debates, yeah, free health care for anybody who comes across the border. So then you had the uh, uh, Guatemalan president come out and call out the U.S., particularly the uh, the administration, saying, uh, yeah, because of uh, your uh, policies. Yeah, this is Guatemalan president. Uh, forget the uh, gentleman's name. Alejandro Giamete came out and said that uh, he and Vice President Harris are not on the same side of the coin on migration. Uh, we asked the United States government to send more of a clear message to prevent uh, more people from leaving. Uh, he went on to say when Biden took office, the message changed too. We're going to reunite families. We're going to reunite children, he said. The very next day, the coyotes were here organizing groups of children to take them to the United States. So, again, that's from uh, Guatemalan President Alejandro uh, Giamate. Uh, not not very happy with the Biden-Harris administration. Of course, that's where Kamala Harris was this past week. Uh, another uh, audio sound clip, cut number three. This is uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, very, very awkward exchange. We've got a lot of cringy sound bites coming up. I'm just going to give you a fair warning, folks. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris on uh, Univision with, uh, I want to be sure to uh, get the uh, anchor's name right here. Uh, yeah, Ilya Calderon, uh, anchor at Univision, talking to uh, Kamala Harris. Cut number three, go, Jacob. I've said I'm going to go to the border. And I... when are you going to the border, the Vice President? The administration has asked... I'm not finished. <laughs> I've said I'm going to the border. Ooh, a little testy. Little te- she's getting a little testy, obviously. Look, there were some White House insiders who came out and said, look, us going to the border, whether it's President Biden, Vice President Harris, it's a symbolic gesture. It doesn't solve the root causes of immigration. And to that, I'll agree. But when you make a... When you put someone in charge of the border, i.e. Kamala Harris named the border czar, and she vows to make a visit to the border and assess it. And while she, and by the way, while she was there as a candidate, while she was there as a candidate, indicated that this is one of the most one of the worst uh, human uh, rights crises that she has ever seen. She was willing to go there as a candidate and demagogue the issue as a presidential candidate. But now that she's in an actual Ele- seat, vice president seat, elected official. It's like ah, cap, I, I, I'm going to the border. I'm going to the border. We play, you know, she gets real. She's gotten real defensive about common, constantly being asked by this. And it all boils down to one thing and one thing only. Kamala Harris is an awful politician. Don't take my word for it. Look at when she ran for president. 
back in uh, 2020. Her candidacy when she got in the race in early 20, I, I think it was, yeah, early 2019, she declared her candidacy, and people were excited about it because here was this uh, perceived powerhouse senator out of California, and, you know, as Guy Benson noted his piece at Town Hall, you know, she'll, or, uh, I can't remember who noted this. I want to be sure I get my uh, sources correctly. Yeah, it was our friend John Gabriel, the Arizona Republic. He wrote a piece uh, this past week that her candidacy was very highly touted. You know, she could uh, loosen the deep pockets of Silicon Valley and Hollywood. Uh, she built her profile as a nationally known progressive and was not and wasn't yet another old white male. But by the end of 2019, she was done. She didn't even make it to the Iowa caucuses. If you are a serious presidential candidate and you can't even get to the Iowa caucuses, what does that say about your candidacy? It was ascertained by watching her performance in the debates. And, of course, the the death knell was uh, Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard basically ripping to shreds her record as a prosecutor in California. And that pretty much was Kamala Harris's death knell. And then she dared to condescend to Tulsi Gabbard after the fact, after the debate, of course, by saying, well, who's this woman? She's just a member of uh, the U.S. House of Representatives, hardly been in the House any time at all. Who is she to call my credentials into question? That was kind of the air that Kamala Harris gave off. And that turned off voters, Democrat voters, to the to the point where she realized there was no point in even going to Iowa because she had no shot. So don't take my word for it that she's an awful politician. Don't take the audio clips word for it that she's an awful politician, even though they provide pretty staunch evidence. The Democrat electorate didn't want her. The only reason they were excited about her candidacy is because of the good old identity politics that Democrats are so immersed in these days. She was a female minority. They didn't. Nobody, hardly those people. So many people who were touting her. Oh, slay queen! We got a we got a minority female in the White House. Okay, now that that historical aspect is over, and it's undeniably historic. Not going to deny the history of that, and it's long overdue as far as I'm concerned. You can't tell me that there aren't a lot of qualified women out there, minority women, which was Joe Biden's criteria, by the way, for selecting running mate. It was a female of color. Not that she not whether his running mate stood for any sound policy or was going to support his agenda that he was bringing to the White House, although, to be fair, Joe Biden couldn't convey a coherent agenda. No, it was, my running mate's going to be a female of color. That was it. That was his criteria. And this is what he got. You can't tell me there aren't more qualified females out there that could have been his running mate. But when you're so immersed in identity politics, you get away from, oh, I don't know, substantive policy? That's why you're there. Once the fanfare is over and you're sworn in on Inauguration Day, it's time to get to work. It's time to roll up the sleeves. And yet Kamala Harris has just come off as just an absolutely awful politician. And you had White House insiders uh, quietly conveying their just frustration over what was a disaster of a trip. We're going to have more to say about this, and we'll also take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Midwest Fence is the type of fence company your brother, your uncle, your cousin, or your neighbor would recommend because they too went with them for their fence and figured out pretty quickly Midwest was the obvious choice. Not only were the costs kept low because Midwest Fence is the largest fence company in the state and thus buys in bulk and passes the savings on to you, but just the fact that this company has vastly more experience with fences than anyone else gives a person and a certain peace of mind. Folks, they've been at this since Truman was president. Driving down the road in Minnesota, you see the handiwork of Midwest fence all around you. And those people who went with Midwest will tell you it was hardly a difficult decision. You won't find a greater variety of design options, nor more down-to-earth people ready to work with you. Midwest fence, the ones your neighbors recommend. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Continuing to discuss uh, Kamala Harris and uh, the Vice President of the United States. Awful politician. Disastrous trip to uh, Guatemala. But when asked if she declares this trip a success, she says, yes, I do. But yet Trump is the one who gaslights. Uh, it, uh, Guy Benson at Town Hall, actually, he linked to a uh, piece from The Hill where it indicates that um, 
not a lot of people share that uh, optimistic assessment uh, from the vice president. Again, this is from TheHill.com. Vice President Harris is enduring a difficult first foreign trip as vice president, highlighting the difficulties she faces in her role as the Biden administration's chief official handling the flow of migrants from Central America. After Harris bluntly told migrants, don't come here, in a press conference Monday, she was blasted by progressives in her party and at the same time was targeted for Republicans for not doing enough to help the ongoing problem at the border. And in an NBC News interview on Tuesday, which we heard a sound clip earlier, by the way, Harris flubbed a response asking if she had plans to visit the border. Even Democrats conceded that the trip hadn't gone as well as it was intended. She is going to be haunted by this trip and this issue for as long as she is in politics, said one Democratic strategist in no uncertain terms. The border is a thorny issue and she can't win inside her party and she'll be targeted for those comments for a long time from Republicans, i.e. Republicans will pounce. But this has to be probably the most difficult things thing for progressives, I would think, is they can't just dismiss this as Republicans seizing and pouncing. Because NBC News and Univision, those are hardly Fox News, okay? Those aren't exactly uh, adversarial networks to Democrats. And yet both, when pointedly asking Kamala Harris a simple question about are you going to the border or when you're going to the border, she gets defensive, okay? So... The fact that she can't even handle a simple question from progressive-friendly networks, uh, this just gives the indication that she's just in way over her head uh, on this one. Uh, CNN, talk about a progressive-friendly network. CNN.com had uh, this to say. This was a story that came out um, last Tuesday. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris endured a Iraqi first foreign trip since taking office, with sources telling CNN her two-day swing through Mexico and Guatemala left some administration officials quietly perplexed about what they perceive as her bumpy answers to questions about whether she will go to the U.S.-Mexico border. Several sources say there was a real hope inside the White House that Harris's first trip abroad would be a success and worry that what looked like ill-prepared answers to that inevitable question would overshadow it. But officials made clear they didn't view the overall outcome of the trip as driven by a single answer during a TV interview, and the goals of the trip were largely attained. However, they acknowledged it was a soundbite that would likely stick with Harris as she continues to confront the issue uh, at the southern border. Well, here's the thing. You had the Guatemalan president come out and, you know, when when Vice President Harris says, well, I got to go look at the root cause of the, of the migrant problem, the immigration problem. I got to go look at the root cause. And then she goes down to Guatemala to assess the root cause. And for the Guatemalan president to come out and basically insinuate that, well, um, you're not exactly helping the situation, Biden administration, uh, definitely was a uh, was a black eye uh, for said administration. But another aspect of this, and uh, this is... Um, something that Guy Benson brought up at his uh, town hall piece, is, you know, you want to talk about the root cause. Well, Guatemala, again, they faced uh, some uh, very, uh, some awful weather uh, atrocities 
uh, in the not-so-recent past that has decimated the country, people's homes, their businesses, what have you, and they have nothing. But And so, obviously, they're going to pick up their families and try to come across the border. And then when you have the administration dangling a little carrot saying, yeah, anybody who comes across the border is going to get free health care, you know, that border where we're going to cease building the border wall, okay? Um, addressing the root cause in a couple of countries— Guy Benson makes the point, yeah, that's one thing. But as we talked about with John Gabriel last week, there are a heck of a lot more than just people from Mexico or Guatemala coming across the border. And again, this is from uh, this is from an Axios story, actually. The number of people attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border from countries beyond Mexico and Central America's Northern Triangle, including residents of Haiti, Cuba, Romania, and India, has spiked during recent months. Last month, the Border Patrol encountered more than 33,000 people crossing into the U.S. from nations other than Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, according to the Department of Homeland Security. That's up from about 9,000 in January. 30% of all family members who crossed the border in April came from these less typical countries of origin. Border agents have encountered migrants from more than 160 countries. In recent months, 160. Now, it's one thing to address root causes and say Guatemala, if you could maybe throw them a little bone, give them some financial aid to help rebuild their country, possibly, because obviously that would benefit the United States because people would decry, well, we shouldn't have our tax dollars going to these countries. Well, if it's going to help the United States stem the tide of this crisis, and it is a crisis, okay, that's one thing. But when you have more than 160 countries, how are you going to make a difference in even 5% of that number of countries? That That's just insane. And again, this is uh, from Guy Benson at Town Hall. Uh, the U.S. may be able to make a bit of difference at the margins in a handful of countries, but we can't fix the internal problem of other nations. And we can't address, quote-unquote, root causes all across the globe. We can protect our own border, defend our own sovereignty, and enforce our own laws, realms over which the executive branch has immediate and powerful authority. Everything else is a deflection and a distraction. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly right. Because, again, when you're talking about 160 countries, how are you supposed to prevent that issue? And, again, this is is going to quickly become a top-tier issue in the 2022 campaign. And both Arizona senators, again, Arizona borders with Mexico, all right, if I have my uh, geography correct, you have both Democrat senators, and we talked about this last week, uh, Mark Kelly and Kirsten Cinema out of Arizona coming out and decrying the Biden administration's response to the border crisis, okay? So they're not, they're not just playing party politics with this. This, this is impacting their state. These are, this is a real-world issue. And this idea that you send Kamala Harris down there and she seems so ill-prepared and so on the defense about very simple questions. Hey, are you going to the border? Because remember when uh, you were visiting there as a uh, presidential candidate and you called it one of the worst uh, human rights uh, crises you'd ever seen? Okay, and now all of a sudden... Uh, you're you're taught you're saying, well, you know, I'll, you're insinuating, well, I'll get to the border if I have time. 
Okay, I mean that's uh, uh yeah. Here here was a quote. I wanted to find the exact quote. Uh, she bit a, she uh, visited the border for a f- uh, photo op as an ambitious center and presidential candidate. And again, this was back in June of 2018. She called it uh, she called it a crime against humanity at the time. This was June of 2018. The situation was a lot different in June of 2018. The border wall was under construction at that point. Okay, the migrant the the migrant caravan wasn't really starting to form until later in 2018, early 2019. And even then, the caravan was less of a crap show than it is now, than what we're seeing at the border now. But back then, it was a crime against humanity. So, you know, this is just absolutely crazy how we can continue to, and again, I don't know if the Biden administration is continuing to say this is a non-crisis, but they're certainly not helping their case by sending down uh, their vice presidential, their current vice president, who is getting defensive when she's asked very simple questions and was willing to go down there as a senator, possibly running for president. And now that the crisis is a lot worse, she's just paying it lip service. And again, I'll reiterate, I'm all for addressing the root causes, particularly in Latin America. But when you have countries like uh, you know, Cuba and Romania and India, citizens from those countries, coming to sneak across the border, why is that happening? Why are they willing to sneak across our border? How are they how how do they think they can get across? All right? Again, was that that little carrot that you dangled out there? So, uh this is going to be an issue that's going to dog this administration uh for the immediate future and this is a, an issue that's also going to be used in 2022. And again, Mark Kelly, senator out of Arizona, he's up for election again in 2022. Arizona, which is typically a red state, so he is very much going on the offensive on the Biden administration, despite the fact he's of the same party. So, again, uh, the media can choose to cover wall to wall the Republican infighting uh, in the Republican House caucus, even though the Republicans are in the, mi- the minority party in the U.S. House. Remember when they ousted Liz Cheney as uh, conference chair in favor of Elise Stefanik? That got wall-to-wall coverage on CNN for the minority party in the House that has no impact on the agenda items brought to the floor, but yet um, they seem unwitting accomplices in just turning a blind eye to this Democrat infighting, and there is a lot of infighting, and I am here for it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment. Go nowhere. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep. Even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. Temperatures are rising. What will help you feel comfy and cool all summer long? 
a giant glass of iced tea, a fruity popsicle, a swim in the lake, or $850 in instant savings on a new air conditioner or ductless system from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Take advantage of the Standard Heating Summer AC Sale. Instantly save $850 off a new AC unit or ductless system. These savings are here to keep you feeling cool and comfy all summer long. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 91 years of serving the 7-county metro, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these summer savings on an AC or ductless system. Ask your sales rep about these amazing June savings. Hurry, these offers end June 30th. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. Standardheating.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. I hate the world today. That is the number to call. So good to you can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. For any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I uh, want to move on to uh, another topic here. Before we do, we want to take Dan's call. Dan from Hopkins is on line one. Dan, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, you know, all these issues, in fact, a lot of the issues around the world, including Israel and all the other multitude of issues that the Democrats are, uh, have problems, I should say, have caused and want to flush the toilet, I mean, the America down the toilet, all this would would not be an issue at all if Trump was in the White House. And um, all these people who maybe didn't vote for him because they didn't like his tweets, well, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't see, <laughs> I don't see how that's even uh, something that some, someone should consider. But I just have one question for you. And that is, have you seen the absolute series by Mike Lindell yet? No. Would you, would you consider watching them? Uh, Mike Lindell's a little out there for, for me, so probably not. I mean, I like his pillows. I like his products. We'll still buy his products, but, uh, how about just one, how about just the late, the latest one called absolutely nine zero? What about it's really it? Good. I, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. He, you know, um, he has proof that it was stolen. I, I know I don't want to belabor this because I know you're not interested in it, but I just asking you to please consider just watching it. You get nothing to lose and it might be really it's enlightening to you. Sales. Thanks for the call, Dan. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, 
Mike Lindell said he was going to. He's being sued by uh, Dominion, and he said he's going to present that proof. So I'd like like to see it. But like I like I reiterate to those who are beating a dead horse uh, about the election, Sidney Powell, uh, when sued by Dominion and uh, get her statement in her defense was, well, no reasonable person would have believed my outlandish claims that I was making uh, during some of these cases of allegations of voter fraud. So uh, that's really all I needed to hear. If you can't, if you say you've got all this uh, overwhelming evidence and then when you're being sued, you cower down and say, well, uh, you know, uh, no reasonable person would have believed what I said. Come on now. Uh, I, I don't take it too seriously. No, but, you know, credit where credit is due, I guess. Uh, Mike Lindell has at least stuck to his guns and said, hey, I welcome Dominion's lawsuit. Bring it on. And he'll have his opportunity to uh, make his case. Uh, I'm skeptical anything can happen. But again, like Mike, Mike Lindell personally, I've had a chance to meet him. He was on with us at the State Fair back in 2018. Uh, delightful gentleman. Uh, his uh, testimony about how he overcame a crack addiction to become a man of faith and uh build this incredible wealth through his organization, My Pillow, And like I say, my wife and I aren't getting paid for this. We use his products. We still like them, despite some of the nutty things he says. Uh, th- this is just a bridge too far for me. He seems to want to hitch his wagon to this amoral lout, a.k.a. Donald Trump, which is his, is his prerogative. I just don't, I don't have any understanding of it. But <clears throat> I digress. Thanks for the call, Dan. Again, we appreciate it. Want to move on to another topic, folks? I'm 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 going to apologize in advance for this very cringeworthy sound clip. Yeah, Jeffrey Tubin is back, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say up front if you know the name Jeffrey Tubin and you know why he's not been in the public light for the past seven and a half months. Um, a lot of the things I say may be some unintentional double entendres, and I don't want to. Uh, give that indication that I'm trying to make these unfortunate puns. But for those who don't know who Jeffrey Tubin is, he is a uh, attorney and a legal analyst at CNN. He was a longtime legal journalist at the New Yorker, I think for 27 years. And he's been a legal analyst on CNN and he made his return to CNN. Now, last October, he was on a Zoom call with his colleagues from The New Yorker. And apparently, while they were taking a break, he thought his camera was off. And when he thought his camera was off, he decided to <clears throat> interrogate his little witness, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Uh, <laughs> and so, but his camera wasn't off. He thought his camera was turned off, even though he was turned on. Okay, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. Uh, and it ended up being this complete debacle where he was suspended by the New Yorker. He was ultimately fired by the New Yorker. He asked to take time away from CNN as a legal analyst, and he was granted that time away. Well, he made his return this past week on Allison Camerata's uh, mid-afternoon show to talk about a judge overturning California's assault weapons ban. Well, before he was going to get into the legalese, they wanted to address the proverbial elephant in the room. Uh, So here is cut number four, Allison Camerata, welcoming back Jeffrey Tubin to CNN. And folks, again, I'll apologize. This clip is about two minutes long. So if you want to turn the sound down for two minutes, uh, because it is so cringeworthy, I I understand that. But uh, 
Here it is, cut number four, Allison Camerata talking to Jeffrey Tubin. Let's bring in CNN Chief Legal Analyst Jeffrey Tubin to talk about this and more. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Allison. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has happened. So uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. <laughs> Help yourself. Okay. Um, in October, you were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating oh, on camera. Uh, you were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right. Sad to say. Okay, so let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. Even I thought I, that I had turned off. off the Zoom call. Now, that's right. not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible, but I mean that that is part of that that is part of the story. Um, and, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life, I can certainly confess, um, trying to be a better person. I mean, in therapy, trying to do some public service, um, working in a food bank, which I certainly am going to continue to do, working on a new book about the Oklahoma City bombing. Okay, I'm back uh, from seven months of banishment after pleasuring myself in a Zoom call. Hey, how about my new book here? <laughs> Is there nothing some people won't do to promote their book? Oh, gosh. I've, again, folks, I apologize for that. If 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 there's such a thing as audible cringing, that particular clip made people cringe to the point where you could literally hear cringing. I'm sure. Oh, if it's possible to hear cringing, you could. Uh, where to begin? Where to begin? The first question I have is: Is there such a dearth of legal analysts out there that you have to hitch your wagon to this guy? I, I mean, what they've had, they had a legal analyst on there during the George Floyd, uh, or excuse me, the Derek Chauvin trial, you know, in the murder of George Floyd, they had a legalist analyst, they had a legal analyst on there. Was that person not good enough to continue in that role? I mean, what is it about this guy? Is he so talented that you're willing to overlook these discretions and keep him on your airwaves? I mean, is, is, is Jeffrey Tubin is he privy to some, incriminating tale about CNN president Jeff Zucker and thus is blackmailing him? I mean, does he have something on Zucker? I mean, outside of all that, I'm at a loss why a network like CNN, which practically makes its living questioning the morals of Fox News hosts, would go this route. And again, I'm not here to defend Fox News. I mean, they they were all in they were all righteously indignant CNN was over Bill O'Reilly. Remember, Bill O'Reilly was fired by Fox News, I think it was about four or five years ago now, after multiple allegations of sexual harassment, including one where O'Reilly paid out $32 million. And, of course, when you make, an, when you make a settlement to settle a case, 
it's a technically it's an admission it's not an admission of guilt. Well, I'm sorry. If you settle a case for $32 million, I don't care how much money you have. Um it would cost a lot less in legal fees to defend your honor and defend your innocence. Okay, so that tells me that Bill O'Reilly was guilty of those indiscretions, hence the big payouts. All right. So I'm not going to defend Fox News. But if you're going to be so morally indignant over things that Fox News hosts do, and yet you turned a blind eye to this guy coming back on your airwaves, you don't really have a lot of credibility. You know, and again, I understand the rationale because you had some CNN insiders saying, look, we're not going to deny that this guy, that what this guy did was creepy, but he's a very talented legal analyst. And yeah, what he did was creepy, but he, he we believe him when he thought the camera was turned off. Okay. So another question would be, was this a normal thing when the camera was turned off? Actually, I don't want to know. But if you're willing to go with the rationale that you don't believe one hideous mistake should ruin a long career, okay, for the sake of argument, I'll grant you that point. I'll grant you that point. Yeah, this guy has had a long, distinguished career as a legal analyst. Sorry for that unfortunate pun. Boy, see, I can't I can't avoid these unfortunate puns. I'm not trying to do that, folks. Really, I'm not. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> okay, they don't want to see his career ruined over one hideous mistake. Okay, I'll go along with that. But I got to tell you, had CNN used that similar discretion when commenting on a 16-year-old kid that was smirking in the face of a Native American... It probably wouldn't have cost him a significant amount of money to pay out a lawsuit. Yeah, you remember Nick Sandman, the kid from uh, Covington Catholic School in Kentucky, when he was he and his classmates were standing on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and there was video footage that went viral of him smirking in the face of a Native American, and the the story went that went out was that these Covington Catholic schoolboys who were all wearing red "Make America Great Again" hats were shouting racial epithets at this Native American man. And they were so smug that they smiled in his face when this Native American man responded to those taunts. Well, it turns out those boys didn't start it. It was a bunch of, uh, there was another group in there, uh, a militant black group, I forget what they called themselves. They were the ones that were shouting these racial slurs and emitting this foul language. And then because these Kids had the audacity to wear red Make America Great Again hats. They were confronted by the Native American man. They were not, The Covington Catholic boys were not instigators in this. But yet CNN went under the false pretenses that they were taunting this Native American man. But yet they didn't get the same standard of making one horrible mistake as Jeffrey Tubin did. Yet Jeffrey Tubin is a 60-year-old man who you would think would know better than to do this kind of stuff in front of a camera that he thought was turned off. Okay. They don't get, they don't get held. They don't get held to the same standard. 16 year old kids are going to be going to do dumb, stupid things, but yet we're going to go ahead and ruin their lives and plast their pictures in viral videos all over the place in an attempt to ruin their lives. Well, because CNN got the story very, very wrong. They ended up having getting sued and having to, 
pay out a significant amount of money. But had they exercised similar discretions, like, you know what, this is a 16-year-old kid. He did something stupid. We're not going to try to ruin his life here. Let's not make a bigger deal of it than than this. But no, apparently a 60-year-old man who is an attorney and a great legal mind, uh, you know, he gets a he gets a pass and he's allowed to make a hideous mistake, but 16-year-old kids not so much. So, uh, you know what? Another thing is and I'll and I'll wrap up this segment. Why did Al, why was Allison Camerata forced to conduct this interview? Why did she had did, did she ask to broach this subject? It's like, okay, we're hiring Jeffrey Tubin back. We're bringing him on to talk about the this judge overturning the California assault weapons ban. Okay. Did they tell her that they had to address the elephant in the room or did she volunteer to bring it up? And if they told her, no, you have to address the elephant in the room, but just get it over with, why was she forced to address it? Because that seems to me to kind of be a war on women, doesn't it? Why would why would she even be forced to bring it up? Why shouldn't she say, okay, Jeffrey Tubin, the floor is yours. If you want to address the proverbial elephant in the room, you're allowed to. But if not, we'll just get the matter at hand. It's your choice. I, I, I'd be real curious to know this. And Megyn Kelly, uh, former NBC and Fox News personality, hit it right on the head. Uh, there is not a woman alive who could have done anything close to what Jeffrey Tubin did, not that one would, and kept her job. What a disgusting, incestuous boys club. So damn tired of it. And she's got a point, and I agree with her 100%, but it isn't so much a male-female issue as much as it is progressive, conservative issue, because Jeffrey Tubin is a good progressive attorney. He's still useful to them. But if Rick Santorum, a conservative, speaks clumsily on Native American issues, done. He's gone. He's out of there. All right. So while I agree with Megyn Kelly's sentiments, I think it becomes more of a progressive conservative issue, and CNN has proven themselves to be utter frauds. You didn't think they could sink any lower. Well, technically, because they're last place in the ratings, they can't sink any lower. But with content, apparently they can. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back. One final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Then join Dale Tondrick for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11 a.m. Call Dale Tondrick now to get your complimentary customized retirement and income kit, plus the free retirement and income book at 844-320-7233. That's 844-320-SAFE. The Retirement and Income Radio Show, Sundays at 11. No market risk retirement strategies. 
I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member and of And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car key. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Maybe Saul Goodman would have been a good CNN legal analyst. Who's to say? Better call Saul. Final segment. Don't have a whole lot of time to get into much of uh, anything here. Um, I do want to point out that uh, Joe Manchin, senator out of West Virginia, has stood his ground at every turn, will not eliminate the legislative filibuster in an effort for the Democrats to implement their big voting uh, bill power grab, where they're trying to federalize our election system, which is a horrible idea. Uh, That's not what the Constitution intended. The Constitution was... uh, basically in there to protect states' rights and trying to federalize our election system is just a stupid, terrible idea, moronic. Uh, H.R. 1 passed in the House, but the only way it's going to pass in the Senate is if uh, they end debate on the bill and then vote with the uh, simple majority. And uh, But that has to... That's not going to happen. They're not going to get 60 votes to end debate because you need 10 Republicans and all 50 Democrats to end debate. So the only way to do that is to break the up the legislative filibuster, and Joe Manchin has declined to do that. 
And, of course, he's being deemed as racist, white supremacist and everything because he doesn't want to pass his uh, voter bill. And that just shows you the arrogance and the smugness of progressives. Why, how dare you oppose our agenda? You must hate America if you oppose our uh, agenda that's there to help people and keep voting rights in place for, for minorities. And it's just it's just gaslighting. It's all it is. And, again, I've said many a times that progressives just hope that their voters are ill-informed and remain ill-informed, okay, because that's the only way they can believe such hyperbole. But apparently uh, Sam Stein, who I believe uh, still writes for the um, Huffington Post, he put out a tweet uh, of uh, former President Trump appearing on uh, Fox Business this past week uh, indicating that he was praising Senator Joe Manchin for his refusal uh, to do away with the filibuster. Trump's quote was, it's a very important thing, he's doing the right thing, and it's a very important thing. And Sam Stein points out, well, if it's such an important thing there, uh, Donald Trump, why, when you were president, did you repeatedly urge Mitch McConnell to do away with the filibuster? You know, because Trump wanted Mitch McConnell to get rid of the legislative filibuster, not the judicial filibuster. McConnell decided that on his own to get rid of the 60-vote threshold for Supreme Court candidates, even though other federal bench candidates, the filibuster was eliminated by Harry Reid. Thank you, Harry Reid. You were the gift that, keep on, that kept on giving. Hence, we got Amy Coney Barrett. Well, okay, so what's Sam Stein insinuating here? That tr- when Trump was president, he was consumed with obtaining raw power, thus eliminating the legislative filibuster, being a means to an end in achieving his uh, more substantial policy goals? But now that Trump's political opposites control all levers of power in D.C., he's changing his tune? Huh. Well, that sounds like classic projection to me. Because you had all these progressives sign this petition saying, hey, we need to keep the legislative filibuster in place during the Trump era. Now suddenly they've changed their tune. Huh. Isn't that amazing? Sounds like, again, classic projection to me. Am twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, folks. I've enjoyed it. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763 
807-908-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence you're just plain lucky the legendary fence company that's been making people smile since truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate your turn to smile folks learn more at midwestfence.com celebrating two decades on 